podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm going to share something with you. That might put me in a very negative light, yeah. Relationships are not my forte. See if someone grabbed up my wife and saying, completely different ballgame. I'll walk away from it and this has been like a therapy session. Razabani for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm here at Gallagher's gym, delighted to have with me former world champion and British legend, Burry's Finest, Scott Quigg. We'll go with Burry's Finest. Finest, World champion? I mean legend, going a bit too far. World champion? Okay, but no legend. You are a legend in my eyes. Scott, uh, how are we doing? All good, yeah. All good. Um, Keeping busy. Enjoying being in the gym. Um, And, no. Enjoying my time. You look in good shape. I still, I still train every day. I train here before, before I get there, half six in the morning. I'm up before I do my own training. Then I'm in there uh, training a lot. So keeping fit. Scott, sometimes when fighters retire, they almost have like so much time spare because you're so used to having camps after camps, right? And you almost lose that routine and regimen, right? Yeah. How have you coped? No, it was it was difficult. You know, so when I was, when I first so when I first piped in, I, as you say, for so many years, you've you've got a purpose. You, you've got a regimented routine. So you get up, you go to the gym. You know exactly what you're doing. I retired, and all of a sudden, got all this time on my hands, and it was you don't know where to fill it. You know, you think, well, what do I do? You end up just going to, well, this is me, and a lot of fighters do, because you see, when they retire, they end up putting weight on, and so, I was just going, to food shop, to food shop, to food shop, I was come back up, set my ass all day, and, and before you know it, I was just over 13 stone. Like, and for me, don't, don't wear a t-shirt and stuff like that, I like a little tank, but fucking hell, excuse my own, but I was, and that's the thing. There was no structure to my life. There was no routine. There was, I, I, I was, I was lost. Um, and so it was a bit of a uncomfortable, sticky patch, to be honest with you. Because you think, well, where am I going now? What, what's my purpose in life? And obviously, started, you know, getting myself fit again. Started, you know, training. Just so I was in a better place mentally, uh, physically. Um, went out to Dubai for. Three or four months, just went out there training as if I was fighting, um, and just got my head back, thinking clever, thinking straight, making better decisions. And now, now I'm in a very good place. What is your kind of role in in the gym? Just, just you know, number two. You know, like I say, I'm in here. Um, I enjoy coaching. I enjoy the thing, and you know, there's no no one better to learn from than Joe. You know, so obviously. He knows me as well, and obviously he wouldn't. Um, he knows how, how much I studied boxing, and, and obviously he knows me. So it's like for him to give you know me the opportunity to come in, come in, learn, being in around the experience, him give me the advice that I need to you know become into what he's achieved as a trainer and a coach. So it's you know I'm enjoying my time, and I'm learning all the time. You know what, Scott, that is actually quite good to see because I know 
obviously you left Joe for a bit, you went to LA, you moved there with Freddie Roach, and sometimes there could be bitterness because you left. But obviously I know you came back, you fought John Joe Carroll, yeah. that which was I was at your fight last time and you were back with Joe. But it's good to see that Joe understood why you went to America yeah. and, and he accepted you back with open arms. Yeah, well, I mean, because that, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people, when they change trainers or they leave a trainer, normally it's on bad terms and, and that's what people presume. Now, like, it was Joe that come to me. We, like I said, we had the at the Frampton fight, then we had another fight at the end of the year against Caetano, where we were knocked out. And then it was after that that, that he came to me and said, Do you know what? I think you should, you know, go over to America. He said, We used to go over all the time. Joe, you built the relationship with Freddie over there. So I think, I think it'd be good to go over there. And have you. he came to me and said that. You know, there was no, nobody had fell out. No, we still spoke, we still kept in touch. And that was, you know, it was that was needed at that time. John you know, and he could see that, um, and it was him that, like I say, we had a conversation in. in you know, this I said I'm going to go out to America um, early in the year just to do a bit of training, and it was him that said, "Why don't you think about speaking with Freddie and see if you, you know, if he'll train you and, and just have a bit of a change." Um, and at that time, it was needed, and like I said, so there was no fallout, and that's why. After a bit, like I said, 2019, I, had, I think it was 16 months out because I had two bad injuries on my arm. And obviously, I thought, right, I've, I've had enough out here now. So, and then when I come back, like I say, Joe welcomed me with me, you know, because obviously, like I said, there was no business. Like I said, we discussed it. And like I said, we went into that last one. And to be fair, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have wanted to finish my career with anybody else. The gym itself, um, you've been in big fights yourself, Scott, big press conferences and with Frampton, I remember that, a couple of them actually. Um, Paul Butler, massive opportunity to become unified champion, but he's up against a pound for pound great in Inouye. Um How tough is the fight going to be? I mean, we're under no illusions, this is the toughest fight out there. So he's, as, he, as his nickname is the monster, he's a monster. Um, but this is what you come into boxing for. You know, Paul's putting in the work. Nobody was expecting Paul to beat the last fight as well as he did. So, well, first of all, they weren't expecting him to win. But not only did he win, but the performance he put in, I, th I think it was a career best performance. You know, so he's earned his shot. So he deserves to go in there and test himself against the best. You know, so when people, you know, I mean, you look at social media, um, and they they can all have their own opinion and say what they think, but. When you've trained all your life from a kid to get in there and fight you know, the best in the division, the pound for pound, what, that's what you come in boxing for. So you're going over to Japan, what, a, what an experience. You know, he's travelled the world through boxing. You know, and this is another one that he would have never, probably would have never gone to Japan if it weren't for this. I certainly wouldn't have ever gone to Japan if he weren't fighting in Uwe. So again, what boxing does, you know, takes you around the world and he's earned his shot. So like I said, he's putting in the work, he's looking sharp, you know, and he's doing everything he can to win that and, and cause a massive upset. I spoke to Joe and I said, look, but Paul hasn't been out since around April. By the time you get in the ring with Inoue, it'll be eight months. Did you consider having kind of a warm-up? And Joe was like, nope. 
Paul's been in the gym ever since, and 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 this is what boxing's about. This is what Paul wants to become a unified champion. Yeah, it is, and this is the thing. Paul's always in the gym, and again, he's fighting for to be unified champion. Yeah, it's a it's a massive ask. It's, it's a massive task, but you know, whether he doesn't fear the challenge, he, he wants to go in there, and like I say, he's putting in the work in, and he's going to go out there and give it his give it his all. Tasha Jonas um, looks like she gets better as she gets older. Um, I'm getting better with age. Um, but it all comes <laughs> with, again, though, listen, Natasha's quality. Um, and just the more experience she gets, the better she uses, all the tools that she has, she just uses them better and knows how to use them better. Clark Smith, um, Joe's like, this is the next boy, this is the next kid coming out of this gym to become a, a world champion. Quite a shy fella. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, I know he's only had one fight. Uh, he's out next week. But listen, y- you've been in the industry long enough. How good is he? Very good. Joe, I've got a lot of time for Clark. Um, and he's very level-headed, feet on the ground, and bags of talent, bags of ability. And it's just about nurturing it and you know, bringing him along the right speed, the right pace, and he's one to keep an eye on. Absolutely, well, we look forward to the uh, to the show next week, Scott. Um, Scott, before I let you go, obviously just a couple other little quick topics. I know you you want to jump in the shower. Um, obviously, big news and probably the hottest topic in boxing at the moment is obviously Conor Benz failed drug test times two, so he didn't fail one, but fail one, but he failed obviously two tests. From what you've read, from what you've seen, kind of. As an ex-fighter, uh, as a coach now, what's kind of your thoughts and analysis? Is I, I mean, failing one, yeah, it's bad enough anyway. You, you don't, you don't fail, you don't fail the test by mistake. Failing two, then nice piss take. Excuse the language, but no, it's you know, there's no, you know, people can have. Um, everyone's got their own opinion. Um, but it's the people that have had a people had an opinion on other fighters that have failed, but all of a sudden, because they know Connor, nah, he wouldn't do anything like this. Is nah, it's got to be contamination. This, this, but, but they were very vocal about other fighters that have failed test, and but now someone they know and someone that they believe dedicated and everything like that. Um, it's a contamination. I just, I don't buy it for women. And obviously, being around the sport, being around the indis- industry, you know, he's, no, he's been found out and that's it. You're knowledgeable. I'm knowledgeable. You know, that don't, things don't creep in your system by mistake. No, of course, I do 100% agree. It's, it's the same thing was when they go, it's a, Contaminated beef or contaminated whatever it is, you know, and now that's just a way of getting around it. It's bollocks. You know it. Of hundred percent, hundred percent. Especially bringing Chris Eubank Jr. down to one hundred and fifty-seven. Yeah. And to be caught. The thing is, right, and, and this is what, and this is why people won't say things and people don't give their honest opinion because. When you speak out and you and you say your honest opinion, you know, I mean, I could be wrong in what I'm saying here. Yeah, I don't believe I am. 
um, but they don't want to say something that's going to annoy someone which is then going to shut the door on getting opportunities for their fighters or getting opportunities do you know so, and that's the reason why all of us and everyone keeps quiet do you know I mean I don't speak about it but you asked me if you wouldn't have asked me the question I wouldn't have said anything but you asked me the question I'm just going to give, my, give you my honest opinion and nah he's unfortunately for him he's you know mistimed his cycle he decided not to renew his British board license what does that what does that say I mean he's come out because he, apparently he's um, his dad didn't do renew his license uh, he, they had some trouble or something years ago uh, that's it but he's been, he's give it up before it probably took off him anyway if his reasons and the facts which will come out I'm sure in the next couple of weeks are not valid does an example need to be made? No, it's not that an example needs to be made because I mean you, you look at the you know the, the, I'd say the best fighter in the sport but he obviously Bivol beat him but, but what I means you look at Canelo there was, there was no example made of him what I mean is and we all know money talks yeah, so it's he should so so it's not about making an example if you know the most popular fighter in the planet on in the sport for now got that no then no he should be given the same ban so he shouldn't be given any more or less or whatever he's not making an example no he needs whatever the suspension should be then suspend him for that amount of time but what you've got to remember is this is boxing so people have lost their lives in the ring Yeah, it's not you know athletics it's not swimming it's not running it's not it's not that this is you know a sport where you know, people have lost their lives in the ring and not only that when you look at the the actual what Eubank had to boil himself down to so that's putting him at risk but then you're giving yourself an advantage that's what you think I heard um, Gareth Davis on TalkSport said this was it was money before health it was greed before health do you agree with that? 100% and, and, and it's not about and then just I forgot about this it wasn't about okay he failed the test and, and again nobody knows if he's guilty until, oh, well, until it comes out and everything like that so you've got to do it through the proper thing people behind it knew yeah and they were keeping it quiet yeah that's that's where it's that's where it's it, it's worse for me people knew yeah were still willing for this to work and I, and I believe it was I don't know about this but I, I believe it was Eubank's dad that let it down I could be wrong in that, but that's what I heard. Um, there were rumours, I'm yeah, that, unconfirmed. That was the rumours that you, the, the rumours you heard, and the, the, the rumours that were going. That it was, is, Joe. So what I'm saying is, imagine if that. So he, he's failed not only one but two. And 
the show still went ahead. I know Eddie Hearn's come on and, and he's talked about how he wasn't in a position to cancel it because there were contracts and, and Eubank agreed and he got advice from specialists. We don't know who these specialists are, but from a moral and, and ethical perspective... Listen, all them contracts go void, yeah, if someone's found supposedly cheating, yeah? Because, okay, go ahead with it. And something happens to one of them fighters in the ring. Yeah? Then, then you're in the shit. Yeah? Knowing that everything... Oh, because you've got a contract with sponsor, you've got a contract with this person, TV, this, this, this. No, it's nonsense. Scott, well, we'll see what happens with this and... and, and Let's see what the outcome is and the facts. Eddie's spoken about how more detail will be released over the coming weeks. And then we'll, we'll see what the board does, what VADA do. Well, VADA can't do much because they're just a testing agency. But UCAD, let's see what they do and, and see if they can fix well, this issue. Well, to me, it makes no odds to me because it's irrelevant to me. And it's irrelevant to... But isn't it important for the sport of boxing because end of the day, you're training fighters, you could have a fighter that's fighting somebody who's taking heads. Yeah, but what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is irrelevant, is in because you have, you, me, nobody has control over what happens, yeah? At the end of the day, in business, money talks. So, doesn't, is whatever's happened, is happened, they can all deal with it and I'll just get on with Fish and chips. Fish and chips. No, no, can't eat fish and chips. Still eating alpha. I remember the days when the tickets were pick your tickets up from the uh, chippy. Pick the tickets up from the chippy. You get a bag of chips. A bag of chips. <laughs> Scott, I appreciate you giving me a little bit of time. Um, you can get up and go in the shower and give yourself a good wash, mate, because <laughs> I can see you're dripping right now. But appreciate you, and yeah, we'll catch up with you next week at the show. Yeah, perfect. Scott Quigg, IFL TV, thank you very much. I'm going to share something with you. That might put me in a very negative light, yeah. Relationships are not my forte. You see if someone grabbed up my wife and saying, completely different ball game. I'll walk away from here, and this has been like a therapy session. Podcast Network.